Well, hey, thanks for joining us on another Meredith Monday at Two Age Sojourner. More to come. Meredith Monday. I'm excited. This is the best way to start the week, and we have Dr. Chris in the house again, and uh, we spent the last time just introing him a little bit and that uh, just giving you an opportunity to to check out his website and um, and get acquainted with him if you have not before. Uh, but I am again just incredibly incredibly happy that he has decided to join us. And uh, hopefully, I mean, it's just great news. Even uh, in in terms of what we spoke about last time, uh, it sounds like the Glory Cloud podcast is taking off and doing super well. And uh, whatever small contribution we can make in terms of just steering people there, um, that is something I want to do desperately uh and even just uh if that if you have a little listen and uh you freak out because it sounds super technical and super uh you know intimidating well just come back tune in for meredith mondays for a while and um we'll just we'll just take you through it gently and uh this will be the front door you can think about it that way and then when you're ready to you know get into the big leagues you, you can hang out with chris and todd and and uh just go all out and get your notepad out uh it'll be awesome um chris another thing i want to be uh doing say hi though chris Hey, Mike. It's good to be back. <laughs> um, so the other thing I want to point people towards constantly, if it's okay with you, I realize this is not something you would uh, necessarily uh, prompt me to do, but uh, your book on uh, The Tale of Two Adams um, is, uh, you know, I've said it a few times. I say it almost as many times as I refer to Klein or refer people to Klein. Um, Chris has written a, a great book called Tale of Two Atoms, and uh, it's available for purchase on Amazon. Uh, and so go and grab one, and it's uh, well worth it. And the reason the reason I mention it often with um, any commendation of Klein's work is that Klein is difficult, and even his most accessible stuff uh, is also difficult. He failed. Uh, dreadfully in, in the task of making things accessible and you know you can forgive him for that because he was just freaking awesome at every other level and you know everyone's got to have a weakness but uh, we've got we've got a lot of other stuff out there that uh, takes Kleinian thought and packages it in uh, perhaps a little bit uh, more digestible fashion uh, Michael Horton does a great job of doing that in terms of mm. his whole systematic theology he weaves a lot of Kleinian thought into that uh, but if you want to go straight to uh, a biblical theology a uh, a gospel presentation essentially from the scripture with with Klein's thought and uh, spirit as uh, not to say that blasphemously or anything like that but but he, the he, the spirit of his work um, mm-hmm. flows through Chris's um, book and um, and in so doing I think points us to Christ in a profound way so uh, Chris uh, have I left anything out where can people get that book is it on Amazon is that right have I messed that up it is on Amazon yes okay good. Um, the Kindle, I believe, is about half the price of the paperback. So, All right, cool. And um, if money is an issue, then I'll just let your listeners know that it is available for free as a PDF at MeredithKlein.com um, under the books section. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Well, there we go. I actually thought you pulled that off. You should pull that off, right? People need to pay for that. <laughs> well, it hasn't really hurt sales. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that that doesn't, um, you know, you think of guys like John Piper and they've just put their whole deal on, um, <laughs> you know, pretty much online for free. I, yeah, it'd be a struggle to believe it does hurt their sales because it's almost like it just gives you a taste and then you want the proper book form because PDF is nice and everything, but you just want something in your library. And right. uh, yeah, it might be actually be a good 
good, good approach. And then, as you say, just if you are struggling uh, with cash, it's, it's good to be able to access that. Um, I know there were periods when I was just planning a church where even if a book was like 99 cents, I, I wouldn't be able to buy it. It was just it was just too much <laughs> money. So I do appreciate that as well. Um, how long did it take you to write that book? When did you decide to do that? It was 2001, shortly after I graduated from Westminster um, Norman Shepard had published his book, The Call of Grace, and um, I didn't get the sense that anyone had any interest in writing a response to him, and I thought it needed to be uh, responded to. Yeah. So initially, the the first draft of it was just a head-on collision with Norman Shepard. Oh, wow. He was a professor at Westminster <laughs> in Philadelphia, Um and he and Klein were actually there at the same time for a little while. Um, but he completely messed up uh, the doctrine of justification because he wanted to see every single covenant as pure grace. Yeah. Um, and so he just went completely off the rails in terms of justification. Klein really took him to task over that. And um, right, and just to just to interject, when you say pure pure grace, we're we're talking about a redemptive soteriological grace in in the in the sense that we all normally talk about it. Um, we need grace to be saved, uh, mm-hmm. not simply that he was you know that God was condescending ontologically or anything like that. It's it's that he was actually arguing. Shepherd was actually arguing that there was an actual soteriological grace. Is that right? Yeah, that um, Adam was saved by grace, and that. Um, you know, because of uh, Romans five and First Corinthians fifteen, he would have even said Jesus needed grace. And yeah, I mean, wow, all kinds of things. Yeah, you'd think that that would stop him at that point. You know, you just you go, wait a minute, I've gone too far. Reverse, right. pull back. You know, reevaluate, go back to the drawing board. But yeah, wow, it's amazing to me that he just kept on pressing on with that idea. Um, sorry, cut you off. No. Uh, so anyway, I, I ran the first edition by uh, a friend who didn't know anything about the shepherd controversy. And he said, you know, um, I, I honestly don't think that the average evangelical Christian is going to care who Norman right. Shepard was, is, yeah. um, so maybe you should just make it a straightforward, um, positive presentation of covenant theology and stuff like that. So I moved, um, the most important critiques to the footnotes and, right. um, now it reads like, uh, an easy to understand, um, uh, what presentation of Meredith Klein's covenant theology and sort of a, a quick Bible survey at the same time, moving yeah. from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. So okay. So we need to say read the footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, read the footnotes if you care. But but it's amazing what a good job you did of that. I'm I'm just um yeah wow just just hearing your um strategy there. I'm amazed it turned out so well. I mean it just it well, it you. seems you know the thing is I always I always direct people to uh, Joe Thorne's books because um you know and, and along a similar a similar line of thinking in that you know I want I want people to engage with confessional reform theology I want I want them to go beyond just kind of the internet neo calvinist deal and, um, and I want them to to start thinking about what reform theology has brought to the table over the years and I want them to think about it and you know as soon as they do they get into all these heavy books and they get put off and they just it's just too much too soon and so I need to I always feel like I need they they need something to just win them over and just mm. get them settled on the idea or interested you know uh, almost almost I realize now I'm using Piper in a Kleinian conversation and that might be bad because we know Piper's got all 
sorts of client problems, but we'll leave that for, out for a second. And just thinking about the way that uh, Piper is often a bridge to Jonathan Edwards, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a similar way, I always I'm always looking for those bridges. Um, and, uh, I'm not saying that for the rest of uh, your writing career, you're going to be putting out bridges to Klein, but, um, (laughs) in that particular book, it's just exceptionally helpful as a bridge to Meredith Klein's work. And, and and then I was saying with Joe Thorne, I mean, same sort of thing in that he, he sort of hooks people with these very masterfully easy and yet, you know, very complicated reformed ideas, uh, bringing their interest in and, and moving them forward, uh, in the whole process. So yeah, I love the book for that reason but it is also important to say then uh read the footnotes because those footnotes sound important so what was the connection between norman shepherd and um uh john murray well uh john murray was the original systematics uh professor at westminster seminary when it first started in the 1930s and so shepherd would have been a student of murray's and um apparently was handpicked by murray to replace him when it was time for murray to retire Right. Um, now, if I think so, of like redemption accomplished and applied by Murray, um, is I've always, I mean, what do you think about that book before I suggest anything there? I think it's a fine book. Okay. Um, I think people ought to read that. Yeah, totally. So, so that's, so we're saying that the problem started with Shepard. Well, the seeds were there in Murray. Definitely. Um, he, uh, absolutely did not see any works principle in the Mosaic Covenant. And um, thank God that uh, people can be blessedly inconsistent. Okay. um, Yeah. So he was, he got justification uh, right. Okay, good. But but, but, um, he did not want to, because he was stuck on the idea that covenants were gracious, he didn't want to call what was going on in the garden with Adam and Eve a covenant. Mm. because he was struggling with seeing grace there. Covenants are gracious. So for a while he called that the Adamic administration, administration of what we're not really sure. Um, but that really opened the the door for Shepard to do his mischief. Right. Totally. Yeah. It so often goes like that, doesn't it? Then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the student exceeds the master in that sense, <laughs> goes beyond uh, what he can handle. So, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Cause uh, I know a lot of people that have read and savored, uh, redemption accomplished and applied and, uh, and rightly so, it sounds like we're saying, yes. um, ex- except it's, it's might be worth just taking note of the fact that uh, you do have these seeds in there. And and perhaps in that sense, you have to also be as charitable as possible in that there's, the, you know, many, many authors today would have the same level of seedbed, wouldn't they? I, I think so. It's just yeah. probably that he was particularly influential. And as things turns out, turned out, at least uh, you'd have uh, Norman Shepard coming next and that, that wrecked the whole show. Um, okay. So you wrote your thing in response to that, you filled it out. And, uh, and so, you you decided to um, throw it out there as a free PDF to start off with. Is that right? Did you only publish it later on? No, um, I I tried shopping it around to some uh, publishing companies and nobody wanted it. So at that time, I discovered that Amazon actually had um, some self-publishing <coughs> arms that they had purchased. So I, I used one of those. Um, I... I think it's hard to tell when you look at it. It looks like a book that would have been produced by any um, contemporary 
Christian Publishing House. Yeah, totally. Looks great. Uh, I love it. Did you put uh, what t- what uh, cover page has it got on the front now? Is it that dodgy Amazon cover, or is it that awesome, uh, you know, painting? <laughs> it's just a, a black and white oh, uh, my contrast. You're gonna change that, Chris. That painting was awesome. Well, thank you very much. Um, uh, enough people gave me a bad time about uh, it looking apparently homosexual or something that. Oh my goodness! I, I caved to the pressure. <laughs> Uh, that's a, uh, that's just how, uh, no, no words, no words. All right. So what are you writing next? Are you going to keep writing? I am. Um, I'm trying to clean up my dissertation to get that published. That will be, uh, definitely at a more academic level than yeah. the tale of two atoms. Yeah. Um, but since Klein did not want his book by oath consigned to continue to be published, um, mm-hmm. I've, uh, been working in my own mind on a way to um, turn that into a popular level yeah. book as well. Oh, wow. Good job. That'd be great. Although, as long as you don't give ammo to the Presbyterians, <clears throat> you know, uh, I suppose you will, but you know what? I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll be ready. Uh, but that sounds great. That sounds amazing. Um, cool. So, um, and then you wrote Reformed Identity with um, your supervisor guy. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Crawford Gribben. That's yeah. him. Uh, super expensive book that um, <laughs> it's, it's got to go down for some sort of record expense. Um, uh, yet, it, uh, it's, I've had the privilege of reading it and, uh, it is, wow, it's amazing. So I wouldn't even say worth the money, except I know that, you know, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, it is, it's yeah. completely unreasonable to expect somebody to pay that. But. We have to, um, we have to figure out a way to, well, I suppose in these things, you just have to wait till it goes open domain, right? <laughs> Maybe when you like click over, you're about 80 years old. Just double check on the reformed identity <laughs> thing. It might be open. Might be open domain at that point. Otherwise, fork out the cash, brothers and sisters. It's worth it. Um, all right, man. So this is, uh, yeah, let's wrap this one up. Um, and and then uh, I suppose in the next session, we'll start thinking more specifically, Kleinian thoughts. How does that sound? Sounds great. Thanks, right. Mike. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for joining us at 2H Sojourner. <laughs>